1: very, very
0: carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat them up. Enjoy it. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Feeling It. Each week on this show, we like to share what pieces of pop culture we're really feeling. Whatever show, movie, song, or tech, we just can't get out of our heads. In addition to those picks, this week we're going to be talking about um, the tragic passing of Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds and um, all the great streaming content that we've been catching up during our holiday breaks. But before we get started with all of that, let's introduce ourselves. And when we do, let's answer the question, do you have any pop culture New Year's resolutions? Lucas.
1: I'm Lucas Wright, designer from the Bay Area, and my rev- resolution for this year is empty my Netflix queue. I have oh, movies wow. that have been in that queue for like four years. How and many this year I'm clearing it out.
0: <laughs> How many items are in your Netflix queue right now?
1: 29.
0: That's crazy.
1: It's happening because this year. I'm watching it. Because mine probably him.
0: has like 300. Like because it's really, just like, it's just this huge collection over the years <laughs> of stuff that I've never watched and probably never, never will.
1: So that's the thing. My cue is stuff that I, I need to watch. Okay. It's all it's it's only things that I have to watch. That's but because impressive. it's on Netflix, it's never a priority. Right. So this is it. This is the year.
0: Maybe one of my resolutions now is to make a queue like yours, Lucas. <laughs>
1: yeah. You need to edit your queue. <laughs> I do. I really
0: do. In preparation for this conversation that we're going to have today, I did start kind of removing things from my queue that I'm like, "Oh, I'm never going to watch this. I'm not right. interested in this anymore." Um, <laughs> yeah. But I need to do a thorough cleaning, I think.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely.
0: Well, I'm Sandra Armstrongs. I'm a social media manager in Nashville, Tennessee, and mine is so boring, but Like almost every year, my resolution is to read more. I watch plenty of TV and movies, and I definitely don't read enough books. And I grew up reading tons of books. My mom's a librarian, and so it makes her sad and me sad to know that I don't read as much as I did when I was a kid. Um, But specifically, I also want to, like, make a focus on reading more books written by people of color. I feel like so many books I read are, like, memoirs of white comedians or <laughs> like romance novels written by like white women somewhere that I've, you know, never heard of. But so this, this is the year I want to like be much more deliberate about like who I'm choosing to read.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a great idea. 2016, I only read books written by women. Um, and it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very hard. Uh, but it was, it was really good. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. We need to have a more in-depth conversation about that year for you, Lucas, at some point.
1: For sure. Okay. For sure. Great.
0: Well, oh. Lucas, what are you feeling this week?
1: Well, I want to start it off by saying, if you hear fireworks going off in the background, that's what's happening. They're okay. fireworks.
0: <laughs> they're still ringing in the new year? Over they the are part of the still country.
1: ringing in the new year. Guys, it's 2017. I am so excited about this. <laughs> yeah. This is, I, and not not only just the year in general, but the The year in movies that we're about to get, oh. I am super pumped about. Okay. We're, also, I'm I'm not normally pumped about sequels and things like that. But this year, we are getting another John Wick movie, another Lego movie, another Fifty Shades movie, another Smurfs movie, another Wolverine movie, another King Kong movie, another Beauty and the Beast movie, another Guardians of the Galaxy, another Aliens movie, another Pirates of the Caribbean, another Mummy, another Despicable Me, and another Spider-Man. I, and another there, Star Wars. Another Star, yeah, another Star Wars. There's so many. And I'm excited for all of those. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not, I'm not excited for the Smurfs. I'm not excited no, for not that the one. or actually or, or 50 shades. I didn't see the first I'm one.
0: I'm definitely but... <laughs> excited about 50 shades. It looks so fun.
1: I just feel like we've come to a point now where we're embracing the fact that we're remaking and sequeling everything yeah. and we're just going to make them good.
0: Yeah. I've so. always been super on board for reboots and remakes and sequels. I feel like there is great storytelling to be had and um, as long as it's a good story, I'm always going to like the movies. It doesn't but, I don't care where it that's the key.
1: From. Yep. I'm I am now on board that train yeah. and it looks like everybody else is, too. OK, so. so
0: since you bring this up, like being excited about the new year, Lucas, did you happen to see um, the BuzzFeed piece that was posted today about movie and TV to look? to look for in 2017.
1: No, I did not see that.
0: I re I tweeted the link out onto the, from the feeling it, um, Twitter Mm -hmm. account. So you and everyone else can go look that up. It is so comprehensive. Um, just like every new TV show and movie that's coming out in 2017 that we should be keeping an eye on. I'm not saying all of them are going to be good or the person who wrote it isn't saying all of them are like going to be great. We don't know, but there are things that we definitely are interested in keeping an eye out for. So it was really, really cool to look through that huge list. Nice. Yeah. So I recommend everyone go check that out. So let's, I'll ask you again, Lucas, what are you feeling this week?
1: (laughs) Yes. What am I feeling this week? (laughs) Um, well, over the Christmas break, I finally got a chance to watch The OA, um, a new TV show on Netflix, which dropped, I think, is it mid, mid-December? mid If you haven't heard of the creative partners who are Britt Marling and Zalbot Batmanglij, they are a production duo who write and direct movies, usually starring Britt. Um, movies like The East or Sound of My Voice, and now this new TV show on Netflix, The OA. Um... Now, Netflix dropped this with little to no promotion, but really pushed it hard once it came out, which is the same thing they did with Stranger Things, Uh, and I think it's an interesting strategy that really only streaming services can do. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be at the cultural level of Stranger Things. Um, I don't think it's polished enough for that, but there's so much to love about this show, and and I don't think that... Kind of getting the stranger. I, I'm sure they would love the Stranger Things buzz, but I don't think that th- that they were going for a Stranger Things vibe well, um, also, with this release.
0: As far as I know, not quite as family friendly as Stranger Things was, so Correct. it's harder to like Very much so. be as much of a phenomenon. I think
1: definitely, definitely. Um, I don't really want to go into plot details with this because there's a lot of mystery wrapped up in this. Um, but the synopsis is a 21 year old blind girl disappears from her family's house, and seven years later shows back up with a new name, Scar all over her back, and she is no longer blind. Um, the show dives into her life as she's telling her story to people and the lives of the people that she's telling it to. It is a very interesting show. I like it a lot, and I think it's I think it's gonna be polarizing for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of, I think, unique storytelling here that is very, it very much falls in the, in the vein of the movies that they've done before, like The Eastern Sound of My Voice. So if you like those movies, I definitely think you're going to like this show. It jumps around between genres a lot, which I found really fun. Um, It starts off as just kind of like a family drama, and it goes into some sci-fi, some very intense mystery, some thriller stuff, um, and just the way it kind of handles... The bingeable format of this show um, is really fun. The episodes are all over the place lengthwise as well. Um, I think they range from like the shortest one's 30 minutes, and the longest one is almost ninety minutes, maybe. Um, but it's it it just does each episode as long as that part of the story needs to be, which is that's
0: really also cool.
1: a ton of fun. Yeah. It's cool. So have you have have you you've started it right?
0: I haven't started it. So Lucas, okay. did you, so. Are you a fan of Sound of My Voice in in the East?
1: I am. I am.
0: I haven't seen the East, although I know I need to. I Uh loved Sound of My Voice. Okay. Um, I have been really excited about this show. um, One, because of the people who are making it, and I think they make Mm -hmm. really interesting things. But also because I know a really talented young guy um, who did some work on this show, and... Um, who's, like, sort of an internet friend of mine. And so I've been really excited to see, like, this show that I've been hearing about from him for, like, quite a long time. Um, And I haven't started it yet. And it's kind of killing (laughs) me that I haven't. I think, one, because it's award season with movies, I feel like a lot of my time is spent, like, catching up with those. And Mm -hmm. um, also it came out right when I went home (laughs) for Christmas. So... I'm, I wasn't going to be watching it at any of that point. Um, mm-hmm. So this is one of those things where it's just like I am really excited to get started and I just need to like prep myself for like a whole weekend of watching it.
1: Yep. Yep. And I, I think that's what it takes. It's only eight episodes. Um, so I, 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 I think it's actually right at around eight hours long. I think yeah. I'll average out to that. Um, so it's definitely it's definitely bingeable. It's it's a thing you can do in a weekend. Um, I, I'm i curious to see what other people think of this? Because I think it's gonna be—it's not gonna be a consensus. I think there's gonna be a lot of people that really like it, a lot of people that think it's super weird and hate it. <laughs> um, so if if you've already watched it, if you're listening to this and have already seen it, I would love to hear what what you guys thought of this so far.
0: Well, that is really exciting to hear, Lucas. Um, I look forward to like chatting with you more about it as soon as I've caught up. And yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. If you've watched it, let us know so that. Either Lucas or Lucas and I can chat about theories and things about the show. (laughs) Um, Great. I can't wait. Cool. Um, So before I give my official pick for the week, I'm going to cheat a little bit and give like a really quick mini pick for everyone. Um, This just went out on the internet today. If you've been active on Twitter, you've probably already seen it. But just in case you haven't, um, I'm a big Billy Eichner fan. And today for his show, Billy on the Street, he released a video online. Um, I think it's called something like, Do Gays Care About John Oliver? Have you seen this video, Lucas?
1: Yes, I watched it.
0: (laughs) I've watched it maybe seven times today. I can't stop watching it. I think it's so funny. Um, it's, I'm not even going to talk about it any more than that. Just go watch this video because it, it's just truly, truly hilarious. Um. So after, now that I've gotten that out of the way, my pick for the week is the movie Fences, um, starring Denzel Washington and Viola Davis and directed by Denzel Washington. Um, This is a movie that I knew I wanted to see before um, I make my top 10 films of the year list, which sneak peek guys, that's going to be our episode next week. So get ready for us to get into depth about what our favorite films of the year are. Um, but right now I'm going through and trying to get as many of these like award bait season movies out of the way um, before I make my list. And so this was definitely on that list. Um, this film is so, so impressive. It's not the type of movie that I would be normally excited to go see. I The only reason I was really looking forward to it is because I think Viola Davis is just so incredible and this movie is um, just a master class in acting. Denzel Washington and Viola Davis together just prove that they are some of the best living actors that we have. Um, it was just a marvel to watch them perform this film. It's based on a play, and that's incredibly obvious as soon as the film starts. Um, the majority of the film is just a lot of monologues and conversations and it's just all dialogue. There's not very much Mm -hmm. action that happens in this play. It all, almost all of the movie takes place either in the, the main character's home or in their backyard and it's conversations amongst this family unit Um, and them telling stories to each other about their past and, and their present and um, it's very heartbreaking One thing that I kept thinking while I was watching this movie was that just like, it's such a perfect example about how every human is so broken, and there's only so much we can do to like fix each other, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really hard to watch at times and beautiful to watch at other times. I would definitely recommend this movie. It's not going to be a movie I think that's going to. Stay with me as like one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, I it will stay with me though in that it's like so impressively written and performed, um, and mm-hmm. I think it's definitely important for people to see. Yeah,
1: it is. That is one that is on my list to see before next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have heard so much about it and so much, especially about Viola Davis's performance, right. um, just how phenomenal it is, and. I cannot wait to see this movie. Yeah,
0: and I didn't re- know going into this movie that Denzel Washington directed it. I was surprised by that at the end of it, yeah. Um, and so I don't know if he's directed before or not, but... Um,
1: he's to... he's done a couple. He did um, The Great Debaters. Oh,
0: that's right, yes, which I did um, love.
1: Back in the day. Yeah. And I think he also did Antoine Fisher.
0: Okay, yeah. It It was really, really it's just it's good it's just solid solid filmmaking um and i actually love movies that are made out of plays because i love dialogue Mm -hmm. so much yeah and from what i have heard this one is an incredibly close adaptation of the play and it's and it feels like it because it's it's long it's like it Mm -hmm. feels like they didn't cut a lot out of whatever the play script was yeah, um, I
1: feel like I feel like I, I've I've heard a lot of people complain about adaptations from plays
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that making it a movie doesn't add anything to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it's do you feel like that that's something that happened here?
0: That's hard for me to say, because I've never had that complaint, because I guess a big thing for me is that theater is not accessible to everyone. And mm-hmm. so. Even if the movie doesn't add anything to it, it adds accessibility, you know, (laughs) like it makes these stories and these performances accessible to anyone who can rent or buy or pay to go to see it in a theater. Um, And that is not the case for, you know, I don't know if I've ever been in a city where Fences, the play, was being performed. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, I might have not, and it just not know about it, but um, to my knowledge, I haven't. And so, you know, just that fact is, I think, super important. So I'll, you'll never hear me complaining about musicals or plays being adapted for film for that reason. Oh, one last thing I do want to say about Fences is that um, if you saw August Osage County, um, yes. this movie has very similar is very similar, like, tonally, and, the, and, and like, with some of the themes. Um, it's a very different... It's about a very different family than the family in August, August Osage County. Um, but it has, like, similar themes of just, like, very broken parents that um, aren't very doing a very good job at, like, parenting, but they have a history that was, like, even worse. And so it's just about, like, seeing... Movies like this, like August, August Osage County and like Fences can be so dark and depressing, but they also give me so much hope because like, even though we're all so broken and we aren't, we don't treat each other in the best ways we should, mm-hmm. I do feel that like with each generation, it gets a little bit better, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yep. so it's about like seeing how like. These small progresses, I think, are meaningful, even though it's still super hard to, like, yeah. love each other properly. And yeah. so, um, anyway, so I would definitely recommend both of those movies and especially Fences for some of the most incredible acting I've ever seen. Viola Davis has an Oscar, hands down, this year, in my opinion.
1: I am, yeah. I, I feel like I, I I've seen her her or I guess one of her moments in the in the trailer yeah um and just just that itself I'm like all right you might as well give it to her already
0: right <laughs> yeah hand it over right <laughs> oh, All right. Man. well speaking of incredible actresses um, yep this uh past few weeks I mean over um right before the new year um we had. We learned about the really, really sad deaths of Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. And I don't know about you, Lucas, or any of our listeners, but Carrie Fisher's death really hit me a lot harder than I ever expected it to. Um, I didn't grow up being like this, any specific Carrie Fisher fan. I saw the Star Wars movies. I love the movie When Harry Met Sally, which she's in. But I didn't feel anything specific towards her as an actress um until very recently this year getting to know her via the star wars um episode seven like um, the press press junket (laughs) yeah and getting to know her like online presence and Mm -hmm. um has really made me fall in love with her and learn more about her history with mental illness and addiction and her sense of humor and um I just become so fond of her over the year, the past, you know, year we've gotten to know her more. Um, so losing her was really, really tough. I, you know, as it was announced that she, um, had, had heart troubles and then when she, um, died, I spent so much time at, you know, whenever any celebrity dies, There's on Twitter people tweeting out opinions of her from people that have worked with her or past works or videos or interesting facts. And I just found myself really absorbing all of that. And with each new thing, I just fell more in love with this woman that we've just lost. Um, One of my favorite uh, tweets about her as she was passing was someone said that whenever we... Whenever a woman that's that mouthy dies, it's such a profound loss. And that, I think, truly, like, encapsulates why this is so hard for me and why I love her so much is because she is willing to say whatever she needed to. And um, she was willing to be confrontational and humorous and um, speak out about things that needed to be spoken out about. And um, I really have just fallen more and more in love with her. Even after she is gone,
1: uh, yeah, she's fantastic. She's—I think she's of of the original Star Wars cast. She's the smartest and the most hilarious. Yeah, easily. Um, <laughs> and I wish that people had let her do more. Yeah, throughout a uh, throughout her career. Yeah, because she's worth it. But.
0: Yeah, you know, reading things—I've been you know reading things that she's written and listening to interviews with her, and it blows mm-hmm. my mind how funny she is. Um, yeah. I don't think I ever knew that until recently. And that is such a shame that I didn't. And I have fondness for Debbie Reynolds, but not like, not the same as I do for Carrie Fisher, just because Mm -hmm. I feel like Carrie Fisher's humor really endears her to me. And Debbie Reynolds um, just seems like, you know, a Hollywood figure that I have just always known about, but never really paid as much attention to. Um, But her death has become very emotional for me when I see. Now, the bond that the two of them have, or had, excuse me, I didn't even know that they were mother and daughter before this. I never even knew that. And now that I do, I'm watching all these clips of Carrie Fisher talking about her mother and um, interviews that the two of them have done together. And it is so, so heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. They obviously had such love for each other. They lived next door to each other. Um... And yet they all they also had this tension um, that Carrie Fisher has like very publicly written about and like made movies about yeah. the tension that is there when your mother is as famous as Debbie Reynolds was and growing up doing the same career as her and being in that limelight. And um, it's such a fascinating relationship that I am r- very anxious to continue to learn about.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you, have you seen um, Wishful Drinking?
0: No, it's I'm planning on watching it soon.
1: Okay, yeah. For those for those who don't who don't know, Wishful Drinking is a um, it's I guess it's like a one a one woman show um, that Carrie Fisher does, um, and it's on HBO right now. But it's basically her just talking about her life and her um, her struggle with with drug addiction and alcoholism and struggling with her bipolar disorder and just how that affected her, her career and everything and, and her relationships. Um, and it's, I'm sure it's, it's trending right now on, <laughs> right. on HBO, but I, I would definitely recommend everybody watch it. It's a really good, uh, re- really good movie.
0: Yeah. On, so. on my list right now is watching Wishful Drinking, watching and probably reading Postcards from the Edge. The, mm-hmm. I, yep. and then um reading her memoirs, like the Princess Diaries that just came out recently. Um, yep that's all And singing
1: in the rain yes, and
0: of course <laughs> watch singing
1: in, the singing in the rain
0: which i do adore and is just yep. a masterpiece and a classic it is um two or i should say two pieces of media that if you really want to see why i've fallen in love as much with carrie fisher as i have the past few weeks um one is a charlie rose interview that she did that i tweeted out and will retweet out from the feeling it account um She's so combative in this interview in a really, really fun way. Not in an mm-hmm. aggressive, like, she's not being mean to Charlie Rose. But just that whenever he asks her a question, um, she just kind of gives it right back to him as soon as he does. And it's mm-hmm. it's such a fast-paced conversation. It's not this, like, slow, carefully worded interview that I feel like you see with so many celebrities. It yep. feels so honest and fast and smart and it was just amazing to watch.
1: If there's anybody who can keep up with Charlie Rose, it's it's her.
0: Yeah. And um the other is a episode of Oprah that Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds did together. Um Oprah kind of explores the relationship between the two of them. She explores Debbie Reynolds' um history as like this mega Hollywood movie star. She explores Carrie Fisher's history with addiction and with her bipolar disorder and their relationship. And, um, I was just so overwhelmed watching it. I think it's so beautiful and so interesting to watch and very informative. And at the very end of this, and it is, I would say it's, um, 40 minutes long because it's a full episode of TV, but it's so worth it. It's worth the length. So I would really, really recommend it. At the end of this whole segment, Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds sing together for the first time. They had never performed with each other on stage. And so um, she Oprah ended the episode with them singing. And by the time this came along, I was just sobbing. I was in tears. <laughs> um, oh, man. And so I want to end this with um us listening to a bit of that because i think it's so incredibly beautiful okay right?
1: you remember when you were uh, just a little girl you wouldn't uh, ever perform sing you would, always shied away and i always said i loved you to sing because you have a great voice but you wouldn't do it and then um i w- we went to new york and i did a uh, play called irene and there was a
0: song i wanted you to sing
1: called you made me love didn't want to do it
0: you made me want you and all the time you knew it no. i guess you always knew it you made me happy sometimes
1: always no. you made me glad what? but there were times dear, I, I made you feel bad. so bad it's true and then there was a song you picked out that I, I, I thought about it for 30 years I stopped singing for 30. I finally decided to sing when you did happy days Are here again The skies above are clear again So let's sing a song of cheer again Happy days are here again All together
0: Now that I've gotten my third or fourth cry out of the way <laughs> listening <laughs> to that again, um, let's move on and talk about our main topic for the night. We yes. have both um, been streaming a lot of stuff now that it's the holidays. We each had some, a break from work, and during that break, you kind of just like look at your Netflix and your Amazon, and you start watching all those things you've been meaning to watch throughout the fall, and you just had never made time for um so I'm sure a lot of y'all have been doing this as well. We wanted to share some of the stuff that we've been watching that maybe um isn't like super well publicized, you know. It's not the Stranger Things or um like the big network TV shows that like everybody's been talking about. Um just things that are kind of maybe tucked away and hidden in like the corners of Netflix and Amazon Prime. Um so first, let's get started talking about TV shows. Lucas, do you have any TV shows that you've been watching um, on Netflix or Amazon Prime?
1: Yes. So this one it goes against everything you just said. It's been publicized like crazy. Oh, okay. But it's Black Mirror. Oh, sure. But <laughs> um, I feel like what everybody's been talking about is the the newest season and everything like that. Um, but if you haven't gone... It's an anthology series, so you don't have to watch it in any order or anything like that. But if you have not seen the show... Definitely take a look at it. Definitely, definitely take a look at it. And if you're someone who is who knows what Black Mirror is and said I will never watch this show, there are specific episodes that you can watch that I know you will love, <laughs> even if you don't like the the theme of Black Mirror. You should watch um, from from this newest season, season three. Um, you should watch the episode San Junipero. I
0: just watched uh. that recently. Uh, Did you? I haven't haven't watched any of season three, and I just finally sat down and watched San Junipero.
1: Yes, yes. Watch San Junipero. Watch Nosedive, um, the first episode of season three. Um, Watch Be Right Back, which is the first episode of season two. And watch The Entire History of You, which is the third episode of season one. Those episodes are what I'm... That my, my my wife will not watch Black Mirror. Yeah. And I'm s- slowly getting her into it by showing her <laughs> these specific episodes. I'm sure there are ones that she'll never watch. But sure. but these specific ones, um, I'm going to get her hooked on Black Mirror.
0: <laughs> I've also seen the entire history of you, and I can yes. second that. It, yes. it is really incredible. Um, one recommendation, I haven't watched a lot of Black Mirror, but one recommendation I have heard other people say that I think is a good one is if you're starting Black Mirror for the first time and you've never seen Mm. any episode at all, don't watch the very first episode of season one first. Nope. Um, Yep. I've heard that it's especially intense and kind of extreme. And so, you know, what happens a lot is I hear a lot of people will recommend it to someone who's never seen it before, especially someone like their parents. (laughs) And so the natural instinct is to start... Episode one, season one. And that yep. one really like kind of throws people off and makes them never want to come back to it. So, like you said, Lucas, it's an anthology. Each episode is its own story. So you could really start anywhere. And it just happens to be that that first episode is not a good like, starting <laughs> point. So, yes. If- <laughs> If you're trying to get someone on board or if you haven't started yourself, I would recommend picking one of the ones that Lucas just recommended or one that someone else that you know has recommended to you.
1: Yep. Start them off easy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. How about you, Sandra? What, what do you have to recommend?
0: Well, I've been catching up on, you know, those random shows that are on Netflix that you've heard good things about and that sound really interesting, but it doesn't seem pressing to watch, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so one of those I watched a few weeks ago actually was called crashing. It's, um, from the creator of fleabag, a show that we talked about earlier this year, um, Phoebe Waller bridge, and it stars her and a bunch of other 20 somethings all, you know, living in Britain and, um, The basic premise is that they're um, the kind of 20-somethings that are living in like an abandoned hospital um, for like a very small, small amount of rent. It's a a sort of system that I've never heard of here in America, but that I guess they have in Britain, where they want people living in these abandoned buildings. And so they charge like barely (laughs) any rent to live there. And so, you know, um, 20-somethings that don't have Uh, set life tied down. We'll go live in them. Um, So it's about this group of friends that live in this abandoned hospital together. And this show is just very fun and flirty. You know, different people are trying to sleep with other ones. It's all just about like who is dating who and who wants to be dating who and who might be in dating someone, but in love with someone else. And um, which is all very up my alley. It's very, just a fun, fun watch. It's also only six episodes, half hour long episodes. So you can watch it in a night very easily.
1: Same length as Fleabag.
0: Exactly. Um it like I said, it stars the same um, actress that stars in and created Fleabag, but it is um very tonally different. Where Fleabag is like this very dark comedy, crashing mm-hmm. is just kind of fun. You know, there's some of the comic sensibilities that obviously like remain in both because she created and wrote both. But um it seems like It's not like this dark character study that Fleabag was. It's more of an ensemble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would highly recommend that. Um, Another one that is uh, also a British show, six episodes, half hour, that I watched in one night just really quickly, is a show called Chewing Gum. Um, It stars this very young 20-something girl in Britain who grows up in kind of a comically extreme religious Christian family. Um And so she's a virgin and she has always been taught by her family that like all like sex is wrong and that um, all forms of sex like outside of marriage are wrong. And um, the series explores her getting to know other friends outside of her family more and kind of for the first time shedding her family's extreme religious beliefs and exploring sex with a new guy um and it's very very wacky i it's
1: crazy weird did you watch this show lucas (laughs) yeah i i watched the first episode yeah it's and i was like this is a show for sandra
0: (laughs) (laughs) it is you know this isn't a show that i think is like incredibly good but i think it's definitely super interesting um Mm -hmm. the humor is kind of hit and miss for me some things are like too extreme and and wacky and some of them are just like just the right amount of weird that like really gets me um but most importantly I love the idea of this story being told of like uh an adult woman figuring out sexuality for the first time um I think it's like an important thing that isn't explored a lot in media that happens fairly often and so um yeah it's it's super, super goofy, but um, for as fast as you're able to get through it, I would definitely still recommend hmm. it.
1: I I also think uh, what's her name, Michelle Cole Cole. Cole? I
0: don't even know. Um, I haven't
1: looked she's it she's phenomenal. She's hilarious yeah, she's so and a funny. great actress. She's in an episode of Black Mirror. Oh okay, there you go. good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So we when all, you when you get around to that, she's in it. All those
0: British <laughs> actors pop up and everything, you know. I know, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so it is fun, and um, I would recommend it. There, um, the final TV show that I've been catching up on—I actually just started. I haven't watched all the episodes, but it's a series on Netflix called The Characters. And what Netflix did is they found eight different comedians that each get one episode, and that comedian with with their one episode, which I believe is like either a half hour or forty five minute. I'm not sure. Um, they get to um, display, you know, three to five completely formed characters that they're working on, comic characters. Um, and it's sort of like improv work, like very expertly done, you know what I mean? Um, so these characters are like, in they're not just like on stand up, they're like full costume characters in a, in a situation, um. I've only watched two. I've watched the two comedians that I have heard like really great things about. and I, I pers- especially love. I want to play a clip from John early's episode where he plays a character known as Vicky. Um, Vicky is a very specific type of white Christian Southern lady that I'm so familiar with. Um, and his embodiment of this character just had me howling. Here's um, a clip of Vicky. Vicky is doing a bit of stand-up.
1: My husband and I were going out dinner night, I walked outside, I was feeling a little chilly, I was just wearing a halter. I said, honey, I'm gonna run inside real quick grab my denim. He said, honey, we don't have time. I made reservations at Maggiana's at 7.30, it's 7.15 right now, it's gonna take 25 minutes to get there, it's gonna put us at 10 minutes late. I said, honey, it's not going to take me but one minute to run inside real quick and grab my denim. What's one more minute going to mean to the fine people at Marciano's? He said, honey, I'm serious. You get in the car right now. I said, honey, I'm serious. I'm looking for my denim. Y'all know not to cross me when I'm what? Looking
0: for my denim. That embodiment <laughs> of that character, when you watch it and see the body language and the costuming... Is just so perfect and specific. Um, (laughs) I had a ton of fun with John Early's episode, but again, I've only watched two, but the real brilliance was in Kate Berlant's episode where she plays, the main character that she plays is um, a famous fine artist, sort of in the style of Marina Abramovic. um, And, she also plays, you know, characters that are related to this fine artist's life, um, like the art gallery owner and the artist's husband. And um, and it is such a hilarious parody of the fine art world. And um, it's that's not, not a world I'm super familiar with. And yet, watching it seemed so right and familiar and hilarious. So I would absolutely recommend those two episodes of the characters i haven't watched any of the others yet i'm just kind of getting my toes wet but those are two really fantastic episodes to get started with yes all righty what about some movies lucas that you've been watching
1: i over the last couple weeks i have been watching a ton of movies um I went back home, and there wasn't there wasn't a lot of movies in theaters that I could go and see. I watched a ton of movies that are on Netflix and Amazon. So, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about are a very different genres, but <laughs> but all things that I loved watching. Um, so, the first one is Mountains May Depart, um, which is a uh, a Chinese movie that premiered this year. It was in a lot. It was a, it, it was in a lot of festivals last year. Um, and premiered here in the States this year, um, and is on Netflix, but man, it is, I'm, I'm calling it the moonlight of, <laughs> I'm calling it the Chinese moonlight is what it is, oh, wow. <laughs> but, but basically it's, um, a story of this woman slash family, um, over three different time periods, um. One one in 1999, one in the present, it doesn't really say when, but the present, um, and then one in the future, like uh, probably 15 to 20 years in the future, um, just little vignettes of their life um, and kind of where they're at, and actually some of the 1999 footage was filmed like 15 years ago. Oh. That's how long he's been kind of putting together. So, so it's a little bit of boyhood stuff going on here. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, where they they filmed it. Where well, they've been been planning and working on this movie for a while. Um, but that not not all of it was filmed at once. Some of the 1999 stuff was filmed recently as well. But um, it's been a movie that's been in production for a long time. Um. So yeah, I I watched this movie uh, last night actually, and it is powerful it is a powerful movie with great performances um it's it's far from a perfect movie um but and and you have to kind of know what you're getting into um when you when when you watch it i mean it's it's long i think it's 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 over two hours um but it is extremely powerful and there's some great great sequences they do a lot of really long shots um, where you just get characters talking and characters' reactions to each other um, that are fantastic. So that that's one I didn't know a lot about going into, uh, but I would recommend to everybody.
0: Yeah, that one sounds really, really cool. I'm excited to check that yep. one out. And that's on Netflix, Mountains Made Apart.
1: That's on Netflix. That's on Netflix. It starts pretty slow, but tr- trust me, it's worth okay. it. It's worth good
0: it. good
1: to know. <laughs> um, another one on uh, Netflix that I really liked was sunset song um it is a scottish movie um about a a girl in the uh early 1900s like right before world war one um and her dealing with her family on this farm um and her getting married and the the first world war starting and what that looks like for um, farmers in Scotland and it's just a small little period piece that really just follows this woman for a couple of years and it is fantastic. It is directed by Terence Davids. Who um, also directed *The House of Mirth* and *The Deep Blue Sea*? If you've seen any of those movies, he is a fantastic director who does like like with this movie. He does just little vignettes of people's lives um, that are really powerful and really really emotional and just really well done. Uh, their performances are fantastic, and I think I think if you're if you're interested in small vignettes of movies, *Mountains Made of Heart* and *Sunset Song* are definitely something to look at, um, and my third one, <laughs> uh, The Fits. If It's on Amazon, and it is a um, story about a, a girl in Cincinnati um, who the whole movie takes place in this um, community center where this girl's brother works in this boxing ring in the community center, and she's um, probably 10, 11, um, and just basically throughout throughout the movie you see that she's been kind of working in this just kind of hanging out while her brother's at work in this boxing gym um and she discovers a a dance troupe that also is at the community center um and her kind of finding finding out who she is around around the girls in the dance troupe um and what that looks like as she kind of comes into adulthood um at this community center and it's it's again a small little movie. These are all these all seem to be in a theme here. Um, but, um, but fantastic performances. This this movie will probably be on my top ten films of the of, of the year. Lucas, um, did you see the yeah. trailer
0: for the fits?
1: I did not see the trailer for the fits. Okay.
0: I haven't seen the fits yet, but I am planning to watch it this week. I watched the trailer and it looks so rad. If y'all are curious about the fits at all, you should watch the trailer. Cause it looks, okay. it's, it's a beautiful trailer. Um, I don't
1: know how much they give away in the trailer. I f- so I don't
0: feel like they do just because okay. it, it doesn't seem from what I remember of the trailer, there's not a lot of dialogue. It's just kind of more mm-hmm. just like a lot of shots and like gives yeah. you an idea of like the cinematography in it, which looks really cool.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderfully shot movie. Um, and there, the movie itself is. There's not a lot of dialogue. It's a lot of communication that happens visually, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's such a beautiful movie. I'm really (laughs) interested. It's really good. Yeah, that one is on Amazon Prime. So, um What what have you seen movie wise coming in?
0: I just today watched Other People on Netflix. So good. Yeah, it was
1: so good. Really,
0: really good. This is a movie that I knew I was gonna like. Like I've known mm-hmm. about this movie for a while. I love a lot of the people involved in it. Um, I'm a big fan of it's. I think the directorial debut from Chris Kelly, who is mm-hmm. the co-head writer of SNL. Um, yeah. First openly gay head writer at SNL, which is really exciting, um, and so. I was really excited about seeing this movie ever since I've heard about it. And I just now finally got around to seeing it. And um, yeah, it was really, really beautiful. It is about um, a gay comedy writer who moves back home with his family in Sacramento, California um, to be with his family while his mother is dying of cancer. Um, And it's, funny in a lot of parts and sad in a lot of parts. It had me sobbing by the end of it. Um, I um, am a a person who has a parent that lives with cancer. And so it was very specific to, um, uh, there were a lot of things that were very specific to my experiences. Um, and it was really, really, really well done.
1: Yeah. I watched this movie over the week as well. And there are so many just little bits of, of this movie um, that are powerful in... Especially with, like like, like you said, I, 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 I didn't know kind of what this movie was about going into it. This is another... This is one, Also, I think one of the great things about Netflix and Amazon is you can go into a lot of this stuff blind. Yeah. Um, so I had no clue what this movie was other than a lot of people said they liked it. And so I was like, I'll watch it. Um, and it starts off... In <laughs> one of the most emotional sequences uh, of this movie, absolutely. and um, and just immediately, like you you know what you're getting into, right. and it's so beautifully written um, and beautifully performed. Je- Jesse Plemons plays the main character, right. um, and he uh, just does a phenomenal job of kind of c- creating this character who's going through all of these emotions um on screen which is just it's amazing Yeah, this, ha- this it's movie amazing. has a
0: great cast it has bradley whitford molly shannon putting in an incredible performance um it has like you said jesse plemons it has june squibb it has um zach woods and john early who i mentioned earlier for yeah. the characters. Yep. <laughs> is in this movie i'm loving john early as you know he's a comedian but i'm loving him as an actor uh, it's a great year for him yeah it really really is <laughs> and um plus a bunch of other if you're interested in like comedy and you kind of know about different like um ucb improv comedians a lot of those have Mm -hmm. little small appearances in this film because they're all friends with you know chris kelly who made this movie um it's it's good it's one of those movies where it's just like you're gonna love it it's one of those movies that i could recommend (laughs) to every single person i know and i'm very convinced they would love it yep Definitely. Yeah. Anything else? Any other movies that you've been watching, Lucas, that you found in the corners of Netflix? I,
1: I'll, I'll do one more. I'll do one okay. more. There's so many. The, Netflix is so sure. big. <laughs> um, one other one that I would definitely say for people to watch is the movie Phoenix. Um, yeah. It was on my top films of last year. It's a, It's a German movie. Who man, I am all over the place with my okay. <laughs> with my foreign films tonight. All it, the globe. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it is a, it is a German movie about um, a woman who comes back after World War II, um, who's been in a concentration camp and um, has had facial reconstructive surgery after basically having her ha- having her face destroyed. Um, and she comes home, and it's about her kind of meeting up with her 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 friend and her husband um and him not not realizing and not i guess yeah him him not realizing that that she is who she is
0: yeah um, she finds her husband and- after the war is over um and she and nobody really knows who she is because her face is unrecognizable and so she mm-hmm. gets to kind of operate as if the, her, she's dead um and it's um just like this really fascinating story about this relationship Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that's it's again another super emotional um but that's i mean it's the holidays what are you gonna do this (laughs) this is what you watch uh but yeah i it's great great performances fantastically written and directed movie um and i i love seeing places and settings that we don't normally see. So like Germany right after world war two is not a place that (laughs) I, I see a lot of movies set in. Um, and just kind of seeing it from that perspective of just people who live there, Mm -hmm. um, having to deal with the aftermath of this, um, I think is just such a, such an interesting, interesting concept to explore in a movie form.
0: There are moments in this film that like shook me to my core. Like You're just like holding your breath as these moments are happening. Um, It was, it was really incredible to see.
1: So again, not to depress everybody, but these are all great movies to see. If you want to see them back to back, you're, you're going to cry a lot. (laughs) Um,
0: One movie I want to shout out that I haven't watched in a while, but I loved it when it did watch. There's a movie called the one I love starring Elizabeth Moss and Mark Duplass um, that is, Came out a couple of years ago that I loved when it came out, and it just became available on Amazon Prime. So if that's a movie you never checked out because it was never on a streaming service, now it is, and you should watch it. It's so so cool, and I'm not yeah, going to say a lot about that one. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was I was, was going to say I don't I don't I don't even know what no, to say about you that movie. Even, I,
0: I'm <laughs> telling you, this is one. Don't watch any trailers. Just start it. Yeah, it's rad. yeah yeah. I,
1: I want to say something about it, but I there's like.
0: I mean, it's about a couple. It's about a couple. It's
1: about a couple who goes to a house. And that's all you need to know. (laughs) Yep, that's it. That's all you get. It's not
0: a horror film. I can tell you that.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a relationship drama.
0: But it's, it's not crazy it's not dramatic. A it's not like Fences or anything. It's like...
1: No, no, no. <laughs>
0: um, it's just... <laughs> it's
1: a Duplass movie, right. so... <laughs> it's
0: not, well, I don't think it is actually a Duplass movie. I think he just... Is acted it not? In it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, here, oh, I can give you a fun fact about this movie that has nothing to do, do with that. the plot. Um, <laughs> it's... Ted Danson is also in it, and it's directed by Ted Danson's son, and I don't know if they're still together, but at the time... That son was dating Rooney Mara, and um, Rooney Mara did all the costuming for this movie under a pseudonym. So in the credits, when it says, like, costumes by whatever person, it's a pseudonym for Rooney Mara.
1: Why would you not take credit for that?
0: I, I think because she's, like, a big star, and I think when the movie was coming out, like, they didn't want, like, that press, you know? like
1: I'd want that press. I don't know.
0: But that's what happened. <laughs>
1: Well, that was a weird rabbit hole, but cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. That is super, super interesting. When you're
0: watching a movie <laughs> and you're noticing the clothes they're wearing, um, Rooney Mara. Mara picked them out. There you go.
1: Well, cool. All right. That's all I got. Yeah, and, <laughs> we,
0: and, and there's still plenty more. Like you, like we were mentioning earlier, I have a huge queue in Netflix to go through. One thing that I'm excited to watch that I haven't yet is the Sense Eight Christmas special. I'm a big Sense8 fan on Netflix, and...
1: You're you're the Sense8 fan oh, I've been hearing about.
0: <laughs> I love Sense8. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, we'd love to hear what you've been catching up on over Netflix. Have you caught up yes. on anything we've recommended? Like, please like me, which everyone should be watching. I'm gonna bring it up a million times. Um, <laughs> the fourth season just ended, and it really rocked me. Um, so... If you've watched anything that we've been recommending, you've been catching up on, or something that we've never even heard of, we always love to hear cool recommendations. So let us know on Twitter. Our username is at feelingitpod. You can also email us, feelingitpod at gmail.com. Um... Or um, just contact us individually. My username on Twitter and every other social media platform is at Sandra Amstutz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-Z.
1: And you can find me at Lucas and Stuff just about everywhere.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good week. And we'll see you next week when we talk about top ten.
1: Top ten movies of 2016.
0: It'll be a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Adios. Thank you. Goodbye, now. Goodbye. Go
1: away. I'll see you soon, okay? That's it. Go home. Yep.
0: Moving along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people.